Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, oh, hey everybody. Um, welcome to the Flipping Off podcast. I am Melina Boswell. Today in the studio, I have with me Mr. Oscar Solaris. Hello. Mr. Tim Wilkinson. Hello. Oh, Mr. Frank Luna. Good morning, everybody. And it's afternoon. And uh, Mr. John Slater. Everybody. Hi, good morning, good afternoon. All right, good. And then also in the house we have uh, Kevin Castillo. And we have uh, Spoon. (laughs) We have Christian Rios on the couch. Hello. All right. (laughs) And we have Josh. All right. So today uh, we thought it would be a good idea to um, have a conversation about uh, the club, the infrastructure, and, and specifically the RPP. You know, we're coming up on, well, we are 10 years in in, uh, in the club, uh, and the, the structure has changed so much uh, over the last 10 years, yet it hasn't changed at all. It's a funny thing. Um, and I've been feeling rather nostalgic, I, I think, over the last few months. Um, I, I believe that something, there is... Uh, power or yeah, there's power in time. And, you know, um, I had a guest actually at this last RPP say this to me. He said, I think this is on day three. He goes, I, I am so impressed at what you've been able to pull off in only 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? Only 10 years. And he said, yeah, like it's, it's unbelievable what you've been able to do in 10 years. And I said to myself, Huh, feels like it's been 50, but all right. Now, um, you know, 10 years seems like a long time to be able to, to pull off what we've pulled off, but it was really refreshing for me to hear from his perspective how great we are in 10 years and got me thinking about how as much as things change, they, they still remain the same. And uh, the reason why we have the three-day training, why our club membership kicks off with three days of training and why we believe that's necessary. So, uh, and, and I'll just, you know, share that when we first started the club, uh, it was always a result of us trying to break into real estate investing ourselves, trying to understand how we could be successful in it and attending so many different, um, I'm, I'm doing, you know, finger quotes, um, trainings, <laughs> boot camp, coaching, the whole thing, and paid so much money and, and really uh, was left feeling frustrated uh, because there was things missing. There were so many holes. You know, education is vital, but it is just a piece of the entire pie, I believe. Right? Would you, would you agree with that? That's- yeah. Um, I, was, I think back to my first real estate training, and um, I think I was listening to it and going through it, and I was thinking I was just not getting it. And I didn't. I didn't even know what was missing. I couldn't even because if I did, I'd be able to do it. But just listening to it, I'm trying to follow these instructions, and it just seemed like um, I was dumb or something. <laughs> I don't. Mind. I'm not getting it. So I kind of just put it aside for many, many years until um, Dave uh, started talking to me about what he was doing, and I got excited about it again because here's somebody that I know 
doing it, but how do I, um, how do I start doing it? I'm working a full-time job. So, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> That's um, Tim, you went to a, a, a lot of trainings too, right? I did a lot of self-educating. I did a lot of, um, mm-hmm. reading. I had never been to uh, a quote seminar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I bought all the books, late night infomercials, things like that. I don't know how I steered clear of actually ending up, you know, in a, in a room with people. <laughs> but I did a lot of self-educating and the mm-hmm. same thing. I found, All I found was that I was I, way too scared to move forward and um, all alone. Yeah, yeah. And like too, too afraid to even go build that team that all those books told me to build. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I, I took a class on building your team. <laughs> but you, you know all they did was give you uh titles of people right right <laughs> i remember um specifically reading a book and thinking to myself man that last chapter told me i need to go find an attorney and this one is um a whole story about this guy's first attorney really taking advantage of him and <laughs> like, how am i supposed to move forward in that you know? right how, how do you pick the right attorney right. yeah interesting so I think um, what, what we learned over the years is starting off um, the relationship with people in the club and starting off people's membership and relationship with us with a three-day training is really unique because what we do during the three-day training isn't just education. It's very practical, right? So I think what you were saying, Frank, what I heard you saying is um, it was just a bunch of theory, you know, like theory, like uh, definitions, terminology, ideas, mm-hmm. and none of it is really applicable or practical even. Mm-hmm. And so the way our training is set up now is it's truly the beginning of it's the it's the jumpstart of your business, right? Yeah. I, if I think about our training from the first day to the last day, it's all action steps yep. and we give examples and there's things that on Monday you'll be able to do. We even have people come to the training, during the training, taking action, submitting leads, bringing um, stuff to us so that we can help them with. And I think from our perspective, since we had been to other trainings, you've spent a lot of money. I did uh, I did spend some money, but I my, my first training, I just got stuck. I was like, this, I, I can't do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, when they come into ours and they can actually take action and they're in it versus the theory, it's almost no theory. I mean, it's like, this is what it is. <laughs> then we explain it, which is more, uh, to me, it's just application of it. Right. Because um, I, I, I know every time we have a training, there's, I would say, without fail, more than half the people that we're training have been trying to do this for years, like myself. Absolutely. Like I, I remember it was 1994 when I started trying to learn about real estate. <laughs> wow, you're and, old. Hmm. I was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, not really. I'm dating myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when people come out here and they're just looking at what we've put together based off of our own bad experiences mm-hmm. of what everything was missing from every training that we've all collectively done and, you know, there's some things that we took away and we understood them because we actually got into some deals. And then now we can actually teach it in a way where it's um, palatable, where you can see what's going on versus just, you know, naming it and giving a definition. Right. Exactly. It's funny. I always tell people, remember what our business model is. Our business model isn't to just train you and then get rid of you. Our business model is um, to train you 
but more importantly, to move you into action so that you can get a deal, right? Because we know that activity will always produce results. And if we don't get you into action, there's never going to be any results. And I believe that is the thing that sets us apart from, you know, um, other, I guess, uh, people who do what we do is that they aren't tied to their business model um, doesn't necessarily lend for students being put into action and getting deals. Mm. Right. right. Exactly. And I think it covers – the training covers the whole spectrum of people mm. as they come in. You know, whether you're – you know, like me, five years ago it was I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea really what I'm coming to. I just know I want to do this. And the training suited me because it taught me how to go find a lead. Mm-hmm versus somebody that maybe has done real estate before. They've, they've got a little bit of experience and it's, it may be a refresher for them, but learning our systems, learning the way that we're doing it, and most importantly for some of those people, plugging in with the right network. Yeah, community. Community. And you know, therefore, everybody can get something from the training. It doesn't matter whether they flipped houses or not flipped houses. You know, and for me personally, it, it all just came back to the go find the lead. <laughs> Go find a lead. Forget about everything else. Right. Sure, there's some fundamentals, there's some, you know, vocabulary, there's, you know, different aspects of real estate, but you need to go find the lead. Mm-hmm. And and what is a lead? A motivated seller. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that simple, right? That's what I tell everybody our business is very simple. Anyone can do it. It's just not easy. If it were yep. easy, everybody would do it. Right? Yeah. Um, I was just thinking that's a great point that you made, John. I don't know. We just had somebody at our training who has uh, 35 years experience. He's a builder, a developer, uh, a broker, a general contractor. You know, he had he has so he had so much experience, and I was I was a little like wondering, you know, what 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 is he going to learn? You know, with us, is there really anything? There's nothing new under the sun. So, is there really going to be anything that he's going to be able to take away? from uh, our training, our three-day training. He just came back from the RPP and he sent an email and he just kind of laid out, you know, his previous experience and how much he loved the weekend, how much he enjoyed it, how uh, he loves the culture of the club. He loves what our business model is and can't wait to get started. He's like, oh, I'll be, I'd love to be able to train with you. (laughs) Like maybe he would be the trainer, but still, and he could, he has the experience to do it, but still he was able to you know, really connect and get something very valuable from us. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's they really are from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have the contractors, you have waiters, waitresses. <laughs> um, most importantly, we have realtors, right, that yeah. come in that are used to doing things the traditional way. And they learn through those three days that, wow, there's such a different approach to things. So I spoke with one of them today oh, yeah. as a follow-up, and she has a lead that actually she's been working on since last August. Mm. And now the switch has been flipped, right? So it's like, oh, wait, I can do something with this. I just need to call the right people, get them involved so they can talk through it, which is us, and work it out and put it together where it's a win-win for everybody. So the, so the homeowner will win in this. Right. So you're saying that she has, as a realtor, she's doing a traditional transaction and has been stuck. Right. Wow. That is cool. And she's done a really good job of working with the bank and getting mm-hmm. things done. She's mm-hmm. got payoffs already set up that make total sense. Everything's good on that side. Mm-hmm. So the numbers make mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. It, it was She was just stuck on, well, how do I really approach this now because right. I'm here as an agent. Right. 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 That's awesome. So Very exciting. And it's just fruits from a three-day training. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it is cool. Um, the idea that we've had so many people uh, do what we tell them to do. You know, I was thinking about that, how we do have them from all walks of life. And there is some certain things that are uh, common inside of the people that find the club and then maybe what are attracted to the club. So uh, I think it'd be kind of fun right now. I'm just going to put you guys on the spot because, you know, I like to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are the characteristics, would you say, of people that are like we're looking for uh, that find the club attractive? What are some of the things you think that that they already inherently have or things that they're working toward in terms of their their character, their personal character? My my favorite thing when I'm talking with somebody that's contacted us. Um, is when they really identify with our model of putting the homeowner first, mm-hmm. putting our club member first, putting you know people above a dollar. When they when they love that because that's how they are in their life, but they just can't find a place where they can actually live that out because they're like me. I remember being at my job. You know, Manny shared a little bit about that, but you know, sharing your real purpose. Mm. In the in a an environment where you're punching a clock is not easy. No, that's no, because um, I just even remember um, starting to look into real estate and people that I was working with um, p- just totally putting it down like, oh, you can't do that. You, there's mm. no way. Mm. And I knew there's a way because there's people doing it. <laughs> so in an environment where we're serving people, we're making money doing real estate, and they love that those are the kind of people that I like talking to on the phone. Right. When they're excited about our our mission, not just the money, that's that that's what I I love hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh what was it that Enrique said this last weekend after it was so cute? Um the guy who came to training, RPP, and on Sunday night he said this. He said, um, I still can't believe the unbelievableness. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said... Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. Because he said he was, right? What was he saying? He was just talking about. He, he even elaborated on his email, right? About yeah. um, uh, I woke up Sunday morning and it was like, wow, this is a dream. Mm. And then I woke up Monday morning still feeling like, did I really, does this really happen or has it just been a dream for me? And then he got text messages from us and he's like, oh, it really happened. <laughs> so that's mm. good. <clears throat> right? It's like, <laughs> it's real. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but he was definitely in that space of, this is what I've been looking for mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. It just didn't know that it existed mm-hmm. until now. Yeah. How many times do we hear that? All so the, many times. All the time. And, I, and I'm just thinking from what Frank said and what Oscar was saying. The culture within our club, the 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 service from the volunteers that help run the training, mm-hmm. nobody can fully expect to see that and to receive that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen so many people come in on Friday morning with one face and then leave mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening with another face mm-hmm. because they've just been completely broken down by how authentic people are, mm-hmm. how people around them are willing to help them to to start their journey, mm-hmm. which 
you know, we, we've all been there. We all received it, and now we just get to give back. And people, people struggle to, you know, when I first talk to people on the phone, and I'm looking to, you know, potentially invite somebody to the club, they, you, you can't articulate that properly. Hmm. You've got to come and experience it. You've That's got true. to come and actually be in there, see the knowledge, see the training, but also see what else goes on around. That hmm. you, you know, you can't. What would you say? You can't bottle it. You know, no. if, if you could, if you could bottle that and sell it, it'd be, you know. We'd be cabillionaires. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, and don't you think it's more than uh, seeing it? It's, it's experiencing it. Yeah. There, it's an experience that is, you can't really articulate. And that's why it's the unbelievableness, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I believe it starts the first time. The conversation is the first thing, but on the phone, but the first time they actually step foot into the office. Mm-hmm. And then walk into the training room, it's when things start to shift for them. Mm-hmm. And then Friday mornings, we tell them, right, there's going to be a shift. Mm-hmm. And they look at you like, yeah, right, whatever, what are you talking about? And nobody can change me, right? And then right. Sunday, like John said, it's like, wow, they're totally different. Yeah, it's the and, best. And it just continues. It just begins the momentum for them in their, in their change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I used to always promise people that they would have a transformation by Sunday. I, I, you know, that's the truth. People really do have breakthroughs and transformation. There is a transformation that takes place between Friday morning and Sunday after and Sunday evening. They are completely different, and it is because of what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. You can't articulate it. So, oh yeah, I think it's fair to say that you know when Frank said about you know the the negative mindset of a lot of people around you. You know, hey, I want to do real estate. No, mm-hmm. you can't do that. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Mm-hmm you suddenly find yourself in an arena of fully positive people, <laughs> you know, that are happy with the life that, they, you know, the, the, the work they do, the way they get to go and help and serve homeowners and make money at the same time. And to be surrounded constantly by that, you know, the positive vibes, mm-hmm. you know, is, is really, I think, what pay, takes people for surprise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it, it really is who we are. <laughs> it's not really a show. We kind of, you know, the RPP is, uh, you know, somewhat of a show, right? In that we, it's a, it's something we have to put on. It is a training that we put on. There is, it's an event. So with event comes, you know, all kinds of details and things that need to take place. But when it's all said and done, if you peel back all the layers, that is who we are at our very core. And people know that they know it and they sense it because uh, even those uh, who have the strongest BS meter. You know, they're usually the ones that walk in on Friday morning with their BS meter, like on high, high alert status, which is kind of my favorite thing. I love that because I I understand and I get why people have a BS meter. It's because they've had horrible experiences. It's completely legitimate to feel that and to think that. And so when they get to realize that and experience the truth of who we are, it's that's that's really where the transformation takes place. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You know, going back to your question of um, what what are the characteristics of the person that we're looking for mm-hmm. or that belongs where we are is uh, I think they have to be trainable, coachable. Mm-hmm. They have to be willing to set their past aside mm-hmm. and really take it in, right? Mm-hmm. So the skepticism can, can leave. Sure. And then they can be open to actually absorbing the information and absorbing right. who we are and how we show up for them. Right. Once that happens, then it all takes off. For sure. But they, they definitely have to be coachable. And <clears throat> Not because you say you're coachable. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Big difference, but you have to truly. No, let me teach you why I am coachable, Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I'm coachable as long as you tell me what I want to hear. Right? <clears throat> no, not that, but rather the, the person that actually is open to learning yeah. a different way of approaching things yeah. and, and behaving. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you just made me think of like earlier. You mentioned the, um, you know, the the 
gentleman that came this last, you know, with 35 plus years of experience. Yes. He, he absolutely could show up in that room as uncoachable. Totally. But he came, like, I, there, there came a point when you, you mentioned that you asked, that you kind of found yourself asking, like, what's he going to take from this? And I, I asked him. Oh, you did? I flat out asked him. I'm like, <laughs> what, why are you, like, so why are you here? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, because it's been 35 years. You guys are reminding me of things that I haven't thought about in 15 years. Mm. And you're opening up possibilities for me that aren't that, – they're not there for me yesterday because I had forgotten about them. Wow. Um, and then what he really got was the possibility for himself, which I'm glad he sent that email. But he's like, I, I can see myself – Really, how do I become a senior coach here? How do I right. do that? And I, I just told him flat out, well, there's no shortcutting the process. Right. You got to come. You got to. There's no shortcutting the building the relationships that happen here. But uh, that path is absolutely here for you. And he came humble and coachable mm. with 35 plus years mm -hmm. of of real experience, not just a person who was a good sales rep. Uh, not <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he wasn't a good sales. Um, uh, a salesman from a, a real estate perspective, he was a broker. He built teams. He, yes. he had 29 some odd r realtors underneath him mm -hmm. at one point, mm -hmm. and he still showed up in the room open to receiving whatever it is we might have brought. And just to yeah. piggyback real quick off of that, Tim, in this conversation, I think that's that's who we're looking for, people that have experience or that are just coachable. And, and something that came to my mind is Melina shared throughout this weekend – that she still has a mentor mm -hmm. and we're all coachable. We're all still looking to grow. And I think that's the beauty of life is not like, it's not a destination, but it, you know, it's a journey. So that's I wanted right. to share. That's totally true. It is. And, and, and I think that we, most of the time are thinking uh, we need to get to a destination. And when we're reminded that it really is all about the journey, it's, it's empowering. It's very, very cool. Very exciting. Right. I, I, I was going to share cause you get, you, touch specifically on that question of who who are we looking for and, mm -hmm. and as a group we are looking for all of those people but I'll share for me the favorite person to talk to mm -hmm. is the person who may not have any experience in real estate and in fact for me the person who is literally just knows there's something more for themselves mm -hmm. they don't have to even be looking for real estate exactly but they just have that that burning that I know I'm capable of more than what is there for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, the person who just knows that they have something in themselves mm -hmm. and for that person to come and just see what's available for themselves, mm -hmm. they may, they may come through and decide real estate isn't necessarily the direction they want to go right, to, right. but they leave sometimes with at least a sense of empowerment and inspire to go do something um, that's all theirs. Absolutely. That's very good. Very good. What about you, John? Could you name, like, what's your, what, you know, when you're looking to work with somebody, inviting them possibly to become a club member? Mm -hmm. uh, we're obviously not looking for every single person. We're pretty, um, you know, we're specific, you know, we, because we are so relationally driven. Yeah. So what, what, are the, what are some of the characteristics that you're looking for? You know, people often throw around the word, you know, being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what being an entrepreneur actually meant. Mm -hmm. you, know, I, <laughs> you know, everybody says, I want to be an entrepreneur. Well, what, what does it actually mean? Yeah. And 
the way I break it down for me when I'm listening to people, you know, talk to me about why they want to come to our club and, and what it is they're looking for is I'm just looking for people that, you know, they recognize where they are in their life and they want to change. Mm -hmm. They recognize that they, maybe they've done some things, maybe they haven't done some things, but they've, you know, they know they can't do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And they need that help and guidance to affect a positive change in their life. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody's not driven, when I speak to them, if they're not driven, and by driven, I don't mean driven by the dollar sign. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I just mean driven in the way of, I know there's something better for me. Because mm -hmm. I think people often sit down and reflect and say, there must be something bigger for me, mm -hmm. bigger in my life that I should be doing. And whether people listen to that voice or not, it's it's always there. Absolutely. I and think it is. I'm looking for that person that, that hears that voice. Mm. And, they're and, ready and to, responds. And, and responds and said, okay, mm. what do I do? Mm. Okay, first things first, I need help. I right. need somebody to help me get there. Yeah, um, I was just reading, and I know I've shared this with you guys recently a lot, but it's something that's been just resonating deeply in me, and that is the number one fear, the regret, not fear, the regret that people have when they are facing their own mortality is that they didn't self-actualize. Mm. We think it would be, oh, I wish I spent more time with my family, I, I wish I did this, but it's not. It's actually uh, people's biggest regret in life when they are facing death is that they did not self-actualize. And that is the thing we're talking about. It is that voice, that, that inner knowing that there is something more, uh, but people don't take action on that. And so then they, they always, that's the regret. They feel like they dropped the ball. They, they didn't do it. So uh, I, I love the idea that people get to do that and experience self-actualization through the club. And that is remarkable in my opinion. So I am, um, I am humbled and honored and privileged to be able to facilitate the RPP and all of the trainings that we get to do at the club with you guys uh, and with all of the club members, the serving team and everybody that – participates and makes that three-day event happen because it is it's a no matter how many times we do it i'm still always incredibly blessed and moved and inspired by the end of the rpp by people that we get to experience definitely yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway if i uh, i guess we're gonna i'm gonna close out now uh, if you're listening to this and you've been to the rpp and you'd love to share we'd love to hear any comments that you have feedback would be great if you are listening to this and you're considering coming to the rpp uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you meeting you and getting to know you so until then we are nwac I'm Melina Boswell, your host of the Flippin' Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin' Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.